Close 5 lets you buy and sell with other users nearby. Make money fast by selling your used stuff. Turn your clutter into cash. Hyperlocal, you can find items near you. And as the buyers will get to set the distance they want to browse in, so you only see items as far as you're willing to meet or pick up. Selling is also easy with Close 5. Take a photo of your item with the in-app camera and post your listing in seconds. You can post stuff super fast. You don't even need to add a title, description, or price unless you want to. Once you've sold the item, choose a convenient public location to meet to exchange the item and get paid immediately. Close 5 is part of... Uh, try that again. Close 5 is an eBay marketplace. Download Close 5 for free in the Apple App Store or Google Play Store today. That's close and the number five. There's no John Moltz, but I'm Lex Friedman. I'm John Armstrong. Welcome to hell. <laughs> I'm kidding. Welcome. Also known as. Yeah. Turning this car around. Now, when I say there's no Moltz, what I mean is we have transitioned to an alternate universe where Moltz st- simply does not exist. Uh, right. Um, now, is that the DC or Marvel universe? Star Wars universe? Star Trek universe? Which, is it any of the big platform, multi-bundle movie? You know, is it any of that? Those universes? You are referencing... Um, Many, many movie series with which I have very little familiarity. <laughs> okay. That's, I thought, I was hoping. I wanted to, like, I've got to add Moltz's level of nerd plus mine together. Yeah. You're going to have to cover both. Right. Now, Today. did you do, uh, did you pick up the kids from camp yet or is that still Oh, coming? no, no, I did that. I did that. Um, so How many cars did you use? Yeah. So since our last show, I'm trying to think. Have we recorded a show since the camp pickup? It's been a little bit of a blur this week. Um, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, I, believe me, I know. Uh, so, right. Um, picked up the kids from camp. Um, and then we, yeah, I did not get the awesome vehicle. I just had a, you know, mid-level, I think an Explorer or something, whatever. Anyway, um, so the drive was okay. Everything was fine. Un, like the, it was just insane unpacking, unloading, getting all the stuff ready because the next day we had, we had kind of one quiet day of laundry and then uh, <laughs> um, a chill day that we went and saw Pete's dragon, which I'll talk about later. And then uh, I flew back to Utah Monday with my girls, dropped them off at their mothers. And uh, I've been, visiting family and I will be going to their first day of school on Monday. First day of school on Monday. Oh my God. That's yeah. exciting. Yeah. As Marlo's second grade. She's in second grade. I can't believe it. Uh, Lita starts middle school and I'm a little terrified. Not for wow. her, just for me. Cause I don't want to make mistakes. Right. Right. And we're at the age of heavy parental mistake making right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, are they? How do your girls feel about the the school you're starting? Is this is the kind of thing where they dread it or fired up somewhere in between? They're a little bit nervous. I think Lita's really. Marlo told me she didn't want to grow up. She was afraid of getting older because things were going to get harder. And so we had to work with her on that one. And then um, <laughs> she's not wrong. That's like the saddest, truest thing I've heard all day. And that's a seven year old. Um, <laughs> Kids say the darndest depressing they, things. <laughs> yeah, yes, they do. And then. Uh, Lita is just freaking out because it's a different school, more kids, 
it's a bigger school and new. It's just all new for her. So big deal. Um, she was at this school, I think what third, fourth, fifth, like, yeah, three years, four years. So she's, you know, big changes. Yeah. Big changes. I, Plus it's I middle know. school. I mean, there's like notorious, <laughs> it's right? It's the worst time of your life. I think Anya um, is feeling awesome about it because it's it's the same school and it's mostly the same kids. There's a mm. new teacher, but it's a teacher she's seen. But because she's in that special class, it's like the the academically talented classes. You know, there is a tiny bit of student attrition from students who they decide don't cut it, and then like the next Ouch. alternates get to join the class. But I'm sure that's not the PC way of saying it. But you know, that's the idea. That's the reality of it. <laughs> oh my God. Um, but you know, it's it's of 25 kids in the class, it'll be 22 or 23 of the same people. So is it like gift? Did they call it gifted and talented, or do they call it something else? It's called the academically talented program, AT. AT. Okay. Yeah. Well, you know, you need to get her plugged into MIT soon, so she can get you guys ready for your retirement, basically. So she uh, can write an app. Right? Somebody so has the, to <laughs> the academic track for her. Yeah, I mean, the so now the big question is, what are will the sister? Uh, the sister's going into second grade. So next year would be her first potentially AT qualifiable year. Mm. And so the question is, will she qualify? Right. My, my, uh, well, since my kids could one day listen to this, I know that Lauren and I have uh, different predictions for whether Sierra will uh, qualify. But look, it's, I mean, it doesn't <laughs> matter, right? We don't care, right? Like, I, mean, I think she will. Lauren's not sure. Uh, so just so you know, honey, it was mommy who didn't believe in you. Oh! Uh, but, but no, I mean, listen, it's, we have, I have no problem if any of my kids are or are not in that class, right? It doesn't matter to me one iota, it truly does not. Because what I want is for them to be happy and educated and like they have different pursuits and different things. And of course, Anya qualified. She started reading when she was in the womb and never stopped. Like it didn't surprise us, but I don't know. The You have the option of sending siblings to the same school that the kid is going to that's different from the regular school district that we'd be going to they can send a bus for those kids too so they all your kids are in one place and they go in and out of school at the same time um but lauren really didn't want to do that because she's like what if one of them got like once anya's out of the at program if sierra weren't in it now she can't keep going to that school and she has to go back to the other school and I'm like, oh. so what? who cares my feeling was who cares but i i, I allowed myself to lose Wow, that's some harsh educational reality right there. Yeah. That's a little weird. I mean, I get it, right? Because this is a public school, right? This is not, you know, or is it private? Uh, uh, totally public. This is just, a, you know, the, the local school district. All right. Okay, so you're not, it's not like yours. Yeah, that makes it harder, I think. That that makes it, in a way. It's a more fraught decision, right? right there's, it's there's it's not quite Sophie's choice, but yeah. close. Is that a reference you get? I do get that. Yeah. Okay. I think it's by being Jewish. Right. I yeah. would hope. I mean, that's exactly. just my hope for you. I don't think I've ever seen it, but I understand the cultural touchstone. Hmm. Okay. Okay. <laughs> you approve? You, you yeah, I did. Yeah, no, no, no. I just, you know, it's touchy, right? You know, because I'm referencing a, a very touchy subject in general, first of all, on four levels, and then also a religious uh, series of events that are scary and awful. Yeah. Uh, uh, anyway, so wait, 
let's talk about Pete's Dragon for a minute. And here's why. I'm going to set it up even though I haven't seen the new Pete's Dragon. I've actually never seen the original Pete's Dragon. But if you recall, I was taking my kids out on private dates <laughs> yes. a couple weeks ago. And there was a night when I took out Anya and we went to see Finding Dory. And mm. that night in my house... Uh, it was Lauren's first time using the the theater in the basement without me there. We we practiced, we game planned, we had it all set up. But some friends came over and joined my younger two, Liam and Sierra, and they all watched the original Pete's Dragon. And when I was telling them, and because Anna's already seen it, so when I was telling them, hey, there's you know Pete's Dragon, a new version coming out, and looked at the trailer, like there was a lot of what coming from my wife's side of it mm -hmm. <laughs> and then my kids were like well how did they get well, my youngest was like how did they get a real dragon <laughs> nice that's so great i love that yeah but uh, so do, what's your analysis of the film you, you have seen it yes um that was our family summer movie um after much gnashing of teeth about you know half the people had seen secret life of pets half had seen dory mm. and we just said screw it we're gonna go see pete's dragon and actually uh, I did not have high hopes for the film because uh, I watched 10 seconds of the original and like ran away screaming. Um, My kids you know, wanted to, but Lauren, Lauren made them stay, made them um, suffer through it. Yeah. Forced. Well, so uh, first of all, uh, as with all kind of stories, it starts with some difficult, you know, like all the Disney, even Star Wars has this too where there's a tragedy that happens at the front and then the story starts. And so um, the thing is, is that first of all, the movie's gotten really good reviews. It's PG. And I think I know why it's PG because, it, but it doesn't why feel are they like suggesting a that parental guidance. Oh, it doesn't. Okay. Well, hang on. See, we're going to do a teaser. Now you ready? Yeah. John's going to explain why he thinks it's a PG movie right after this. Question, why did the little girl ask for artificial flavors in her snacks? Answer, she didn't. That's why Horizon Organic doesn't put artificial flavors, preservatives, or colors in their foods. Because kids eat food. From organic milk from cows that are raised kindly without the use of growth hormones or antibiotics to super cheesy mac and cheese, Horizon makes foods kids love with ingredients that parents love too. And now Horizon has new convenient snacks just in time for back to school. My kids love Horizon Organics options from cheddar sandwich crackers to chocolate milk boxes, honey snack grams to smiling strawberry fruit snacks, and even mozzarella cheese sticks, all of which are great easy options when packing lunches last minute. It makes choosing good food for my family easier. Look for the Horizon Red Snack Boxes in the snack aisle and visit Horizon.com to see what else Horizon has to offer families. That's Horizon.com. Horizon. Grow the kids. So, John, why do you think it's PG? At the end of, well, in the third act, towards the end of the third act, there is a scene where the dragon, the drag, the whole movie, I don't want to spoil it. I'm just going to say okay. that there's a third act scene. <laughs> That is, that is a really not a spoiler. Well, uh, the, the movie has three acts. Okay. okay. Well, I'm stopping there. I could easily like continue and destroy the movie. So uh, not that there's some, you know, there's no Darth Vader. There's no Cylons. There's no, you know, Captain America. There's none of that. Just, yeah. th just so you know, no okay. Chewbacca. No, bo so, don't bother to stay through the credits. Right. Uh, yeah. There's no, <laughs> there's no secret, at least that I could see. So the movie feels like a, an older movie, the cars that they've chosen, 
the setting, it all feels kind of timeless. Like the cars are definitely 80s, maybe even early 90s era cars. And the clothing, the kids are not precious. There's no zippy comebacks or snappy dialogue for the kids. It's really sweet. There's a sweetness to the movie. I think that's what I'm going for. That it feels like it was made in another time. And I think that's intentional. It's not like it's, it was weird and uh, like, ooh, this is what? It's just off. No, it was good. And I got to say, Robert Redford with his awesome, like, gravitas adds an element of believability to this movie. That's really kind of awesome. Redford's in the movie? And surprisingly so. Uh, and other reviews have said that. So I'm not, you know. I didn't even know who's in the movie. Yeah, he's in the movie. I haven't watched any of the trailers. I've just, I've seen some muted ones. <laughs> so I've seen what the dragon looks like. Okay, so that was the other thing. So um, there was some concern that the dragon could frighten Marlo a little bit. Mm-hmm, she's mm-hmm. she's seven. I'm, I think she's mostly out of the, like she gets the imagination part of movies. We saw Ghostbusters and that was pretty intense and she was fine. We saw it in the theater, um, the new version with the all girls. Anyway. Oh, wow. The dragon's behaviors are like a puppy. And I leaned over to my girlfriend and I said, that is the most puppy dragon I've ever seen. And she said she thought the same thing. And then Mar- I leaned to Marla. I'm going to go on. I said, what, Marla, what does this dragon remind you of? And she's like, a puppy, which is her favorite animal, puppies. So much so that she nicknamed herself Marlo Puppy at camp. Okay. So all of her stuff that had her name on it said Marlo Puppy. <laughs> that's weird. Uh, and I don't think that's a new development. I think that that's been going for some time, but that's the first I had seen her go that far with it. Anyway, um, so and so the dragon is not scaly. It's He's furry. He has like the name Elliot. Oh, yeah, so go ahead. Right. And I was going to say, like me, I too am, am furry. furry. Yes. Yeah. You're definitely, of all of us on the show, you're the furriest for sure. Is that true? Okay. I think you have a, I, I, I'm, I don't know what your back hair situation is. Uh, it's, it's, um, I'm, I'm comfortable taking off my shirt. That's uh, okay. so not, but, not so bad. Okay. But you're not a sweater. No, definitely not. No. Maybe Moltz, maybe Moltz is more hairy then. Hmm. I haven't seen him topless yet. So I, it was the lights were out. So I don't, you know, I think if Moltz is in here, we should say he's probably the hairiest. It was a good <laughs> movie. And I was really pleasantly surprised. It was very sweet. I cried. Um, oh, you know, now, have you seen the original? Like I said, 10 minutes in and I, I not even Oh, that. right. You get, like, you I, get, yeah. wow. And apparently now, wait, uh, my was girlfriend as a kid and was, yeah, she was like, no, this is way better. Oh, she thought the new one was way better. Oh yeah. My wife has a ton of affection for the original. This is really interesting. So I've never seen the original. And now you're saying your kids did not get scared or got scared a little bit like this. You, no. you, you've really not given me a lot of color on this, the PG rating. Like uh, you're not talking about something. Nobody's going to bust out with a giant motherfucker. No, and there's, there's no, yeah, there's no, yeah, there's, there's no, no like, naked tits. dragon ass getting exposed. <laughs> right. There's, yeah, there's no tits. There's no cursing. I like there's you said just, it twice. Like just in case people didn't hear him say it the first time, he wanted to say that one more time. Mm-hmm. I don't think we usually say tits on, on the show. <laughs> we, uh, not usually. Um, more, it's more like, you know, other words, the male side mm-hmm, we use mm-hmm. to describe ourselves. Yeah. Um, you know, and I don't know if you're comfortable right now in mixed company there. Lex. Oh, of course. Know. No, I'm fine. But oh. so I just want to understand. So, but so there's a scene in the third act and yeah. the, the dragon just does some stuff. That's not so cute. Okay. Uh, no okay. one dies. Just right. You know, but there, there's a moment of uh, uh, where the dragon is, is intimidating or uh, you, you could yes. be scared. Did your kids yeah. freak out? No one freaked out. 
but okay. it could be. So I'm, I'm, you know, just a note there that there is a time where if you're, you have sensitive kids that that third act, you'll see it coming as a grown up. It's, it's not like it's surprising. Okay. So I, I feel like maybe it's one where we're, we're going to wait till it's, I, I feel like it's one where we're going to wait till it's, um, you know, on the home video. I think, I don't think we're going to take him to the theater for that one. I was very, I just got to say it was uh, for a family movie. If you have a wide variety of, you know, ages and tastes and whatever, it kind of hit all the, you know, across the spectrum. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. I was surprised too. my girlfriend, you know, she's pretty critical. And, uh, and I don't mean that in a, like a negative way at all. Just that she, she's, she's got she, a, a cultured eye. Yeah. And perfect. Wow. That's good. Well, I was a professional writer for many years, John. Yeah, I know. I know that, Lux. And I, I, I also, I, I value that. I honor it. And I'm also a little bit jealous. So, <laughs> but, she, but you're saying she liked it too, despite the fact that she hates everything. Mm, she doesn't hate everything. She's just, she can be moved by a movie and then sort of later in the Pick debrief point some things out. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. there really wasn't a lot. To, I mean, it was a, it was a good. The cast was not, I mean, Redford's the biggest name. Um, and then Bryce Dallas Howard, who I did not know this because I'm, you know, an idiot is Ron Howard's. Yes, of course. Daughter. Yes. Hello. Yes. Uh, now is the kid an unknown? So the boy, uh, let's look, I'm on IMDb right now. Checking that out. I believe his name is Pete in the movie, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> so his name is Oaks Fegley and he was in, this is where I leave you. Oh, uh, man, I really like, so this is where I leave you is a movie based on a Jonathan Topper book. Jonathan Topper is uh, 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 my favorite uh, contemporary author. So I'm ah. very familiar with this is where I leave you. Okay. So, well, he's in that. Um, and I have not seen this is where I leave you. So that's what with Tina Fey and Jason Bateman and all those people. Is that yes. Right? Yeah. 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 It's pretty good. The book is even better, of course, but the movie was, was quite faithful. Okay. And would you recommend that as a not for the family. No, no, Definitely no, no, no. Not. I didn't but like I, the family. I mean, I think I have extra affection for it. One, because I love the book. And two, because it's a Jewish family dealing with Shiva. They're sitting Shiva for the, the deceased patriarch. That's the point of the movie. Uh, um, there's but, a great cast. Holy cow. Yeah. Oh, the cast is incredible. And it's really good. Yes, you should see it. Benny Schwartz is in that movie and he is excellent. I don't know. It's really good. But like Dak Shepard, Connie oh, Britton, yeah. I got a thing for Connie Britton, I got to say. And then, um, <laughs> which I think I've said before, Rose Byrne, Adam Driver. Adam Driver from Girls, yes. Kylo Ren from... Mm. Oh, right. The other thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The movie you refuse to see stupidly. Uh, whatever. I refuse to see it stupidly or smartly. Mm -hmm. But, um, okay, so Pete Dragon, you're giving a recommendation to. I'm giving a recommendation for This Is Where I Leave You, but not for the kids. But for but for the parents, right? I was, you were saying how you know she she watches movies. Your girlfriend with a with a critical eye. Um, I I'm annoying to watch movies with, despite my incredible charm. Not because, or at least not just because, you know, I I might if if we're at home, not in a theater, of course. But if we're at home, I might feel the need to make a joke or two during the movie when the mood strikes. But I'm more annoying, at least to myself, because without trying. I'm really good at uh, spotting mistakes in movies. Mm. 
not like plot holes as much as, you know, like continuity errors and that sort of thing. Or like, hey, there's the reflection of the camera people. Like, yes. I'm not looking for yeah. the continuity error or the crew or whatever, but I, my brain is well attuned to seeing those things. And then, of course, if I'm with, listen, if I'm watching with a large group, I'm not going to point it out. I'm not going to say anything. But if I'm watching with my wife, she married me. She bought into this. I'm happy to say, hey, let me back it up and show you what they just screwed up. <laughs> and that's <laughs> just who I am. I can't help it. It's what I do. Yeah. It's what I do. Can you wait till the end to do and go back and do that? Or do you no, have to no. You got to see it. Otherwise, like who's going to remember exactly the minute mark when they freaking the milk glass was full in one shot and empty in the next shot? Like, come on, you got to show it right then. Really? Mm -hmm. It's that, it's that much of a thing for you. Wow. And actually my favorite one, my mm -hmm. favorite movie, and I'm, I, I am a connoisseur of movie mistakes. My favorite one is one where it was the first of its type, the first of its movie mistake type that I had ever noticed. And now I'm really I'm hyper attuned to these as well, but we were watching the movie Pleasantville this is probably 10, 15 years ago. And there's a, in the, when it's in the black and white world, um, God, I would love to watch that movie with my kids, but I'm pretty sure I recall there's a masturbation scene in it. So I'm not ready for that yet. Um, but a door is closed gently. Like the door is just, like it very, very uh -huh. gently, delicate touch closed. And the Foley is a door slamming shut. And if you don't notice it, you don't notice it at all. As soon as it's pointed out to you, it's like hilarious because it's so clearly wrong. It's like, imagine the most gentle door, like a kiss of a door closing mm -hmm. with a kaboom slamming door at the same time. It's just, I don't know. It was the first time I ever saw a sound error. But now you watch doors open and close in movies and listen at the same time. It almost never matches. It's pretty funny. Interesting. And you know what else is interesting though, John? What's that? What's that, Lex? Over, over 5 million kids. That means at least 5 million in one, and possibly even more than that. Over 5 million kids have learned to read using hooked-on phonics. And they, that's hooked-on phonics, not the kids, they are now proud to introduce their exciting new digital reading program, the same quality learning experience that parents have expected from hooked-on phonics for over 30 years, is now available in an award-winning app developed by top educators, not middle educators, John, not bottom educators, by mm. top educators mm. to help your child reach common core reading standards. Does the app have 200 songs, games, lessons, and eBooks? No, it has 200 plus mm. songs, games, yes. lessons, and eBooks. Kids will be excited to use the app day after day after day. Your child will earn trophies and awards for completing lessons, and each lesson is capped off with an eBook specially designed for your child to read to you on their own. You can register up to three readers per account. That's enough for the entire Friedman family and track progress of each individually. The program can be used across multiple devices and platforms, including Apple, Android, Amazon, and the web. Reading is the gateway to all learning. And with Hooked on Phonics, your child will learn to read. Download Hooked on Phonics free from the iTunes, Google Play, or Amazon app stores today. Or go to hookedonphonics.com slash car, that's C-A-R, for a free limited time trial. Our thanks to Hooked on Phonics for their support of the show. Woo! I had a lot of fun with that ad read, John. Did. It's impressive. I, I, I really did. I enjoyed Very myself. impressive. School is starting. Uh, so I'm going to stay here for my kids. I'm going to go back to New York. And then the week after Labor Day, New York schools start. The girlfriend's kids go to school. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. So is it's that, a week after Labor Day. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Is that you guys? Is that your situation? Or are you guys, when do you, when do you start? I hope it's the week after Labor Day because I have to go into Manhattan all day, the day after Labor Day. And I'll feel like a total jerk if I miss the first day of school. Like I'm going to freak out. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm having, I'm in LA. I don't know if our listeners know this. I don't think we mentioned it. I'm in Los Angeles as we record this show away from my kids at home. And I'm feeling a lot of cats in the cradle stuff right now. Mm -hmm. Um, 
there's a my the girls are in a musical theater camp. Uh, this week it was a one week camp, and the show is today. It's the second or third show I've missed in the past couple months due to work stuff. Yeah. And so I'm feeling pretty horrible about myself recently. Right. Now, I think it's, it's good tough, that I that's... feel horrible about myself. I think that's like, if I didn't feel bad, I think that's worse. I think the fact that I do feel bad is like, it bodes well. Like that's good. a good sign. But um, I still don't love the, uh, I don't love the feeling bad about myself. With, uh, is it is it that or is it that you feel bad about missing the thing your kids are doing? Oh, I feel bad about missing the ki- the thing my kids are doing for sure. And here, but here's the horrible part. Okay, and you can tell me if you don't think this is horrible, but here's what I think is horrible. I'm still trying to look up the first day of school, but the clicking these little dates on my iPad on the school's website is just not working. Oh, yeah, no. uh, the school's open on Tuesday, September 6th. That's exciting. So I'll have to figure out some way to be there for the bus part and then go into the city. Um, but uh, okay, so my kids start school before yours. How about that? They'll be a week smarter. Uh, but here's the thing. I said to Sierra before I left, hey, I'm missing your camp theater show. I'm really sorry. Are you upset? And she's like, no, it's fine. You miss a lot of shows. <laughs> uh, but she was being so sweet and sincere. She's like, no, it's totally fine. I don't mind. And now my my niece, uh, my sister and her uh, husband and five kids were visiting us from Israel. Then they went to Disney World. They're going to come visit us again for some more time. But my niece is there who is 17. And she's like, no, no, Sierra, you have to say yes. It's horrible. You have to bring me back lots of presents or I'll never speak to you again. And uh, Sarah's like, I'm not going to say that. Mm-hmm. I don't mind at all. It's no big deal. So she really was trying to say it's no big deal. But her kind of way of explaining why somebody says, well, it happens all the time. Like, it's not, <laughs> we don't even notice when you're not there, Pop. Um, and so that I have, I have been a little bit uh, in my head for this entire work trip. Like, what am I doing to my family? <laughs> I, I think there's a little bit of this that I feel every day. Even if I lived in Salt Lake City full time, um, I still well, like when we split, I had this every day. Like I was missing stuff, and for the first while of the separation, I was going back for dinner and bed tuck in stuff, and so that alleviated it a little bit and I tried to go to school stuff still and didn't miss anything. But once the split happened for real, it was, it really was difficult to not feel like on the days I didn't have my girls that I was missing things. And it wasn't, it wasn't like anything major was happening. It just, there was just this feeling I'm missing half of their life and that it took me a long time to kind of come to terms with this is what it was going to be. And then also Marlo was so young. She's just starting to process the divorce. I think really. Oh, and you're saying now, like now. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, you know, when, when we were getting ready to come back from New York and, and we had a stupendous summer, like it was great. She really blossomed this summer. Um, she made friends at camp. Um, she didn't want to leave when I would go to pick her up, which is always a great sign. And she um, was saying as we were getting ready to go, you know, we're packing up the night before. And she's like, I just I just wish you could live with mom. And I'm like, well, and so I'm trying to explain the divorce again, yeah. which I did three years ago, four years yeah. ago. And it's just it's really tough. It's just it's hard because here's this little kid who finally is now at a place of cognitive um, ability to store the memory of my parents don't live together. And what does this mean for me? And I think once she has some friends 
whose parents are split up, I think it'll help her a little bit. Yeah. Um, but um, I'm not sure that that's the case yet. My oldest had a, f- a couple of friends who their parents had divorced. And so she had kind of some friends to help her through what that was going to be like. And they're yeah. really sweet, sweet kids. Um, they weren't like mean kids who were like, you know, screwed up by the divorce or anything like that. They were like really sweet people who were, they're great. So anyway, I'm doing that again with Marlo and it's just brutal. And of course, all the guilt, all of it comes back. Yeah, that sounds like oh. a really difficult conversation. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm, I, I want to hug you, but we're in very different states. Although closer than, oh no, not closer than more in New York and New Jersey. But no, it's, it, <laughs> just, the, but that, that, just that conversation we're describing, and I, like, I, I, I'm not in a divorce situation, but you know, I, I wish you could live with mommy. That's tough. That, yeah. like, and there's, that's, that's tough to hear and it's tough to answer. Like it's, there's, there's no easy way to reply to that. <laughs> there is not. And, and, you know, by the whole thing I did a lot of early on back, you know, in 2012 was you know, every day I would say to the girls that every day that I had them, you know, we'd be in the car driving to my place and I'd be like, Hey guys, just so you know, we split up, but it's not because of you guys. It's not your fault. Mm-hmm. You guys didn't do anything wrong. And they're like, well, we weren't thinking it was because of us or until our fault until you said that. But methinks <laughs> thou dost protest too much, daddy. Well, so I, yeah. So I said it like every day for a year, but, um, <laughs> and I still will do that. I'll remind them periodically. And so with Marlo, I had to say that a lot. Listen, you know, first of all, I'm happy. I'm glad that you're my daughters and I'm happy to be your dad. I, you know, you're the best daughters ever. And we split up, but it's not because of you guys. And I, I am in New York, not because of you guys either. Right. And so that's, that's another layer to it that makes it harder is that I, yes, I try to come back every month to see them. And yes, those total nights, you know, it's not as many, uh, it's not as much time as I spent with them when I lived in Salt Lake city, but it's not like I'm not there. And I try to time those visits for important things, right. which makes it awkward when your 12 year old has a thing and doesn't tell anybody she's got a thing. And so I could have been there for a thing. And, uh, yeah, anyway, communication is important. Uh, and when you get divorced, you still have to talk to each other. And so that's a thing. Still working on that one. Uh, yeah, that's, um, yeah, that's tough. I'm sorry. No, no. But yeah, you it, know, thank you first of all. But you know, uh, I don't. The whole thing I'm really trying to work on is not guilting myself into making dumb choices or like changing my parenting style. The other thing is too is, and we've said this a lot. Our parents. I don't know if your parents were involved, like your father particularly, but my dad didn't come to a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it wasn't because he was a bad dad. It was just, I was just, he had stuff going on. He was, a, you know, he was involved in politics and had a demanding job. And, you know, so I don't know. Like, uh, I'm just trying to, every day, Lex, you got to, you know, every day, right? Yeah. New journey. You're, I mean, I think you're right. You know, I, I know my dad saw all the nighttime stuff, but anything that was like during the school day, there was just no chance. Um, maybe, uh, maybe like he came out for the spelling bees. I think that probably happened. But like, if it was like a school show, I don't recall, I don't recall my dad being there, nor do I ever recall expecting that he would be. (laughs) So the mistake that I have made is establishing an expectation that I will try to go to things. And I will admit, I will freely admit, honestly, even without much guilt, that 
of the shows I've missed recently, one of them I missed not while traveling for work, but just because I had a lot of work to do. And I was like, you know what? This is a camp show, not their camp theater show. This camp theater show that they're doing today, I would try to go to. That's normally if I were home. I would I would make every effort to be there because they rehearse and there's lines and there's acting and whatever. But the camp show where the camp feels that they, you know, parents want to see a show at the end where it's like, Let's have, you know, the kids who want to sing into the microphone sing and the rest can sing and sway in the background. Like, it's a stupid show. Like, there's no point to it. There is no work that's really going into it. Um, you have to sit outside in the sun and it's 8,000 degrees and there is no shade. I have no problem missing that show. And so I told them, hey, guys, I don't want to see that show and I'm not going. And they had no problem with that. Um, so when I say I missed three shows recently, that's one of the three. And I was like, whatever, it's fine. Um, but <laughs> The other two I missed for work things like I missed a chorus show that Anya had worked really hard to apply to get to introduce the song. She got to introduce the song and she wrote her own little intro for it. And then she was singing. It was her first ever chorus show. And missing that, I felt like a jerk. And then missing this thing where Anya's playing uh, small Alice in Alice in Wonderland and mm-hmm. Sierra's playing the caterpillar. And I'm missing that. That's bad. I don't like missing it. I, I had a camp thing with Marlo that um, they didn't say there was a performance. She's like, Dad, why didn't you come to my performance? And I said, I didn't know there was a performance, Marlo. When you have a performance, you have to tell me. And, you know, I'm not mad at you. And, you know, it wasn't like I intentionally didn't come. I just didn't know that that was a thing that I could go to. You know, usually at camp, it's just camp time. And I don't think it was a formal performance. I think they had a performance for the kids. But I guess some parents showed up for it because they do it at pickup time. And Marlo stayed in after camp this year. And so my pickup time for her was later. And I think that was the problem. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and I felt mm-hmm. horrible. Yeah. I felt terrible. You should, yeah. As and, well you should. Yeah. The, the other thing was that Marlo made a lot of craft items this year at camp that were big. And so I had to take a taxi back to the apartment. We, normally we would take the subway and we took a taxi back because I had to carry all this stuff. And um, yeah, it was, yeah. Anyway, that was robot armor. Let's be honest. It was robot armor. <laughs> Worth it. Totally worth it. Wow. She had made it. She made robot honor out of uh, like not egg crates, but that, um, you know, when you get devices, uh, yes. USB cables. And I stuff know just what like you mean. The, yep. Mm-hmm. The, all the foam inserts and all that stuff. Yeah. But it's like the paper. It's like recycled paper molded into a thing to hold stuff. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. That kind of like sturdy, almost cardboard esque. Yes. And she had eight of those and she had put tinfoil on them with rubber bands. <laughs> and she made it was like robot armor. It was fantastic. How proud was she? What? What? How proud was she of it? Super proud. Okay. It was awesome. Let me ask you this. I think we've talked about this once before, um, but it was eons ago in the history of this show. Mm -hmm. We're on episode 4,983. I don't know if our listeners realize that. Yeah. But um, what do you do with all your kids' artwork? Like, do you save it all? Do you take a picture and say, okay, I'll have that? Do you just save the best stuff? Your kids' (sighs) artwork, your kids' writings, like the, the, the stuff your kids create. Why don't you start with what you Okay. So, you know, we are hoarders in the Friedman family. And I, I, I don't know if it's offensive to use that term when there's an actual, you know, disease of hoarding too. But we, we are the non-diseased version. We have gotten better and better with age, as do fine wines. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it used to be that we, we just kept, we wanted to keep everything at first. And I was like, Lauren... <laughs> Anya is seven months old. If we keep every piece of paper that she touched some paint and then touched the paper, like we're, we're going to need to buy, you know, seven yachts to hold all this stuff. I don't know why I wasn't thinking <laughs> land-based, but um, 
So we, you know, over time, the early, early childhood decision was if the kid made the project, we'll consider keeping it. If it's clear that the teacher made it or like the kid pasted things on a thing or like colored six dots on it, then we're not going to keep it. Like it doesn't have to be great, but it has to show that the kid made conscious effort, if that yeah. makes sense. Yes. No, and I, then, I, I think that's a good barometer. The other thing is, is some things they make, the size could be the storage is difficult because yeah. like Marlo made a. The first week of camp, the the theme was the underwater, you know, ocean or whatever. And so she made this giant puppy fish, not a pup, puffer fish, a puppy fish, Lex. A puppy so, fish, yes. And it, and it was the, literally, it was the size of a couch pillow. <laughs> Wait, you couldn't keep it because it was the size of a couch no, pillow? No, it's kept. It's in the oh, apartment okay. and it is up above on the child art section of the apartment where thank goodness the cardboard towns have been put in yeah so, <laughs> so we have we have i just want to oh i'm sorry continue well do you have cardboard city did you guys ever do that you guys we do, do not cardboard city we, we we have so we did not ever do the cardboard city but we we used bins and what's been funny is we when you buy a hard drive right you want to you want to pre-scale right you're going to buy a much larger hard drive than you think you need so you can fill it up with the bins we started like hey we don't want this shit to take up all kinds of rooms so you buy a small bin but that's not scaling right mm-hmm. so now lord <laughs> we've we've outgrown the bins and there were each each kid bin we had one bin per child and on top of it was piled all the other things that didn't fit in the bin lauren has now purchased bins the size of a small car per child mm-hmm. <laughs> they are they are comically large i should take a photo and i'm not home so i can't but i will when i get there and uh now i've oversold it and they're like oh they're just big but no the, the i know what you're talking about they're large enough that we can't keep them side by side right you have to stack them yeah. and so that means now <laughs> If it's not the bin that's on top, if it's not the kid's bin that's on top, we just pile all the shit on top of the stack of bins because who the hell has the time to take the one bin off and then slide the other one and put it like, so we're going to need to figure out another solution. Now, I'm not saying we changed the bin. I'm happy with the bin. We're going to have to find a new place for those bins, but we, we save, if they wrote it, I'm inclined to save it because I saved almost everything I ever wrote. Um, you know, not if it was like two sentences, but if I wrote a paper or a story or whatever, I kept it and I, I'm glad to have it. And like, it's the kind of thing where, I like to look at it every once in a while and that might be once every five years and I'm fine with that frequency. But now Anya and Sierra, especially are old enough where they're interested in seeing some of the stuff that I wrote, like a story that I wrote in, in class when we had to make up an animal and sell it, which is kind of a weird thing. Um, it was, it was in our our unit on ancient Egypt. That's not true. Uh, so, but we had to, uh, but you know, like they, they enjoy seeing that I named this creature a Powahan S.O. Padayam Nestivi crown. That was the, the name of the creature. Uh, it was very, very long. It was clearly just me mashing random keys on my keyboard, but that's, that was the name I had given to my thing. Okay. Anyway, but so I like having, and I want to save all of their stuff. So I'm happy with the giant bins. The, we have to figure out how to keep those giant bins, but the art, I'm a little bit less inclined to keep because I kept none and everybody should be like me. No, because like most of it is, is stupid, right? Like most of it, they're going to look at and laugh and throw away one day. I don't I know. Keep, See, I'm, I keep I'm only the other the way. Stuff. So tell me, teach okay, me. Okay. So first of all, all about the bins. No, all about that. Yes. Um, I'm kind of the wrong, I don't know. I mean, when my mom died, we went through stuff mm-hmm. and I don't know where she kept the stuff, but we found this like three boxes And it was stuff she'd say from every kid. There's six kids. So she didn't have a lot per kid. 
but um, she had drawings that I had done that are very much of the time of my childhood, spaceships and cars. And, you know, um, like there was a globe I had done that was about peace and not littering and whatever. And um, I don't know. It was kind of cool to see that she had kept this stuff. She also kept my very first glasses, my frames. And mm -hmm, I think mm -hmm. she kept those because I would demo their strength by throwing them in the air and then stomping on them and they would not break. Um, and it. that was a class demo. I would do that for the class at, at upon request. So at recess in kindergarten, I would throw the glasses in first grade. Um, and they were the, they were kind of a similar look to what I have now. So it's kind of like I've, I'm bad. I've regressed in glassware, you know, glasses, um, to my kindergarten self. Anyway, she had saved all this stuff and it was really cool to see it. And some of it I, I threw out and some I kept to show my girls. And then I took pictures of it and you know, that's my, I think the thing I do mostly is take pictures or video and then just, you know, Dropbox or Google photos or whatever. And, uh, then we'll have these times where we're sitting around and I'll just pull up old stuff and the girls will want to see, Oh, I want to see this. I want to see that. And so that's kind of fun to do, uh, as a virtual slideshow. Cause we used to do slideshows as a family. Like we'd sit down after <laughs> trips after take getting the slides back, we'd put them in the thing and, you know, and there wasn't very many, you know, we get like 12 slides or whatever and, uh, of those four would be awesome. But that gave us an excuse to watch all the other 75, you know, four carousels full of slides. And so I try to do that with my girls because I think it helps them remember good times and fun times together. Uh, and I do that as an exercise also to let them know that I'm thinking of them. But yes, um, I like that. I so, mean, I, I feel bad. I feel like Lauren is probably the one who saves more artwork than I do. Like if it's like for me, I kind of want to save artwork from each era of their talent level. Like, right. Here's, here's when, you know, the kids thought that a body was like a line and here's when the body started to have like a head and arms and legs and there was no torso. And then here's now we've got the torso and houses have windows and shutters and chimneys. Like, but mm -hmm. I don't, I don't need like Sierra's artistic output is near infinite. <laughs> um, yeah. she loves to draw. She loves to write letters to us. And listen, I just talked about how I like to save their writing, but I don't know how many letters I can save to say, dear daddy, I love you. You're the best daddy in the whole world. PS go Eagles love Sierra. I love you. Like I like those and I save some, but I don't save all of them <laughs> because I get many, many of those letters. Uh, I would die. I mean, I don't get that. Like I, Marlo asked me to write notes on her napkins yeah. At, at camp. And so I did a few days. I didn't do it every day, but I did it like, you know, probably four or five I days. I like that she wanted you to do it on the napkin to like save the, let's not waste paper. Right. Well, what I would do, what I would do is I would pack, I would write on one napkin and then pack another one that she could use to actually, you know, use as a napkin. Um, mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. the first one she, she had used as a napkin. So, but she saved it. She saved all of them in her, in her backpack. And I didn't know this until we unpacked the backpack to transfer everything over to her take home backpack. Yeah. She had a different backpack for summer camp. Um, and that was really touching that she had saved those things. Yes. I, I remember feeling similarly touched when Anya, I found, was saving every note because I was using paper wastefully, uh, but was saving every note in her, uh, the second pouch of her lunch bag. And then she came home. And she's like, I can't fit all the stuff in my lunch bag. And I'm like, what's the problem? And then I saw that she had, you know, 200 notes oh stuffed in gosh. there. Um, in fact, when we switched from 
me packing lunches to Lauren packing lunches at Lauren's request. Not that she thought I wasn't doing a good job, but she's like, you know, you've done it for three school years running and now I want to do it. Now she hates doing it, but doesn't want to give it up, which mm. I'm fine with because I also hate doing it. Mm. But I miss writing the notes. Uh, she usually doesn't write notes, uh, which I think is totally fine. Once I found that when I started writing notes, I felt guilty if I would, were to stop. <laughs> so right. I was like, well, I've got to keep it going. So it was really nice when we did the transition because she's like, I'm going to write a note on the first day of school. Then we're done, <laughs> um, which was in many ways smart. I wasn't writing the same note each day the way Sierra does to me, but that was the challenge. It's like, what the hell do you write that is different every day? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. One of the camp themes for Marlo was comedy the last week. Mm. And so I wrote, she had told a joke uh, that was, what kind of cheese doesn't belong to you, Lux? Uh, I know the answer to this joke. Right. Nacho cheese. That's right. Uh, and so I did a drawing of a chip uh, with um, exciting, what is it? Motion, motion lines coming off of it, like radiation lines. And then said what kind of cheese is not your cheese marlo nacho cheese exclamation point exclamation point all caps <laughs> Woo. nice have a great day she thought that was the best thing she'd ever seen it was like i agree i was michelangelo or picasso or all of them <laughs> together it was great wow yeah uh did i talk about there's one final thing i wanted to bring up and i Please. maybe we don't have time but it's uh a piece of gear that um is a, a gopro session it's this tiny little gopro that's waterproof holy crap marlo had it when we went swimming when it was just the two of us and it was awesome because you just turn it on and let it go and so she's talking to it it was so great oh my god amazing amazing like amazing. Uh, underwater she's talking to it or over water over water but then like okay. the swimming underwater is also amazing it's unbelievable that's it's, really it's, cool it's amazing it yeah anyway I'm, it's it's interesting for sure. Um, you know, my kids had a Lego digital camera that they all fought over and loved. The problem is they only take garbage photos, right? Like they're mm -hmm. not good photographers and the camera quality is horrible. <laughs> and <laughs> you got to charge it via USB and sync it via USB and get all the photos off. And it's like, okay, now what do I do? I'm mm -hmm. definitely like this. I feel no obligation to save their digital crap and if it's if it's crap and they, like there's no reason to, there's no childhood memory that i'm going to associate with here's yet another photo of the floor of your bedroom that you right. took with this shitty lego camera mm -hmm. um so I, that that'd be my only kind of conflicting piece of were we to look at that unique gopro what'd you call it segment gopro it's a session session yeah, is like the, what are, are they gonna do, are you getting good footage man or is it kind of just the kind of thing let's let's shoot it look at it and now we're done well, a little bit of that, but mm -hmm. there was some stuff. So the nature of the GoPro is you just push start and go. And it's not. And a, then you I pro, mean, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> that's true. But you, you can control it from a phone. Like you can start and stop it from the phone and you get before you're recording, you can get kind of a preview. But the fact that it's not on a phone, there's something about I could just let her take that camera and she could do whatever she wanted. And there was no parents around. And so she was talking, and of course she talks like a YouTuber. It was hilarious. And hey guys, it's Marlo. Yeah, yeah. If you notice on my tooth, is, there's a gap, and it's because my tooth fell out this morning. Um, <laughs> and so, so the whole time she's talking, she's got her tongue in the gap, and it's hilarious. And then she starts talking about her That's sister. That's wonderful. And she's talking about Lita like a grown up, like she sounds grown up. 
And she's saying all this stuff about how much Lita means to her and she loves her and Lita's really nice. And it was just like, oh, oh my God, this is like priceless. No, that's so I the you got to save for like that. For sure. Like I, I cut that into a little short thing and then edited some underwater swimming clips together. And then we played together underwater. And then I just put some music on it. Like I made a little fake YouTube video and said, here you go, Marlo. So um, that I will save. That's a Dropbox item that will be in the Marlo file. And I'll I'm just save that there. No, that, that makes total sense to me. Because, you know, she's seven and talking about her sister. Like, By the way, which is I don't know what your home entertainment setup is, but if you have both a network-attached storage device and a uh, Roku or something similar, mm-hmm. I have found that making all of those family videos, like the, the, the videos that we've saved of the kids and stuff, making those available on the network-attached storage device so that the kids can find them on their own on the Roku brings a lot of delight to them. Like, they love especially watching these videos that they made at Turkey Hill Ice Cream when you can make a commercial for your own ice cream flavor. They love right. watching and re-watching those, and they're, like, big fans. Okay. Good to so know. That's a good tip right there. Good tip. it out there. Anything else you want to add today, or do you feel like we've taught people everything there is to know about fatherhood? Uh, I think we've I think we've had our moment of, hopefully it was cathartic for both of us to talk about how guilty we feel about missing our kids' things. Yeah. I, I, the way Moltz undoubtedly feels about this episode. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure of it. John, if I can say one more thing, though. Sure. Thanks again to Hooked on Phonics for sponsoring us today. For over 30 years, more than 5 million kids have learned to read using Hooked on Phonics. And now they are proud to introduce their exciting new digital reading program. The award-winning Hooked on Phonics app is highly effective, incredibly fun, and designed for your child by top educators. John, they don't have 200 songs, games, and ebooks. No, they have more than 200 songs, games, and ebooks that kids can read on their own. Kids will be excited to use the app day after day. With Hooked on Phonics, your child will learn to read. Download the Hooked on Phonics app free from iTunes, Google Play, or Amazon today, or go to hookedonphonics.com slash car, that's C-A-R, for an exclusive offer. John, I think we've done the Lord's work today. Definitely one of the Lord's.